spaghetti. And you're listening to CITR F102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar de Human Serviette Radio Show. Today on the Nardwar de Human Serviette Radio Show, an interview with Little Pump and Logic from Washington, D.C. Logic from Florida, Little Pump. But right now, to begin the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show, I thought I would begin by playing Vancouver's first ever rock and roll record from 1960 by Jim Morrison. No, not that Jim Morrison, another Jim Morrison. But this was actually released on Red Robinson's record label. Red Robinson from Vancouver, Arctic Records. It looks amazing. The coolest on rock, rock, wax. Ready to Rock by Jim Morrison. And actually, if you want to see what the record ah, looks like, check out the Nardwar feed at at N-A-R-D-W-U-A-R on Twitter, because I'm going to tweet out a picture of know what that record looks like but this again is a very kind of ultra rare uh, scratch copy but it still is vancouver's first rock and roll record from 1960 by jim morrison on the nardwar the human serviette radio show well, I'm ready to rock, ready to roll, ready to jump in hell morning. Well, I know you never will up before, just because I'm behind every door. Yeah. 
And you're still listening to CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there a double shot. Thank you, Will, from Hotline TNT. Will mailed me this 7-inch, and on this 7-inch we played, yes, a double shot. Casper and Highlighter by Hotline TNT. Will used to work at Zulu Records in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and Will gave me a 7-inch from his former band Weed, or maybe Weed is still going, but this is the 7-inch that he mailed me now, Hotline TNT, but he gave me a 7-inch of Weed, which I presented to a rock and roll band. But this is a brand new 7-inch by Hotline TNT. Thank you, Will. Casper and the song Highlighter. And Will is now based in Minneapolis. And before that, we heard Vancouver's first rock and roll song released on the Cool as Wax Arctic record label from 1960 by Red Robinson. And that was Jim Morrison. No, not that guy. Jim Morrison with Ready to Rock. And we are going to now play, to prepare you for Little Pump, we are going to play a record here from 1975. And it's Alan Ravenstein. He was an early co-founder of Pear Ubu from Cleveland, Ohio, and a synthesizer master. And this kind of is a rare piece called Terminal Drive, kind of a mythical piece released by the fine people. Thank you, Ilka, at Smog Veal Records. So this right now is Alan Ravenstein. His actually recording, a rare recording, very rare, it only surfaced, surfaced recently, and you can read it all in our liner notes, his track called Terminal Drive. And right after Alan Ravenstein, we're going to have an interview with Little Pump on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show.
Who are you? Mr. Lil Pump, Scat. Escada! <laughs> yes, sir. Welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Yeah, man. Y'all got a lot of bitches out here for show show. Where you have jumped before. Do you remember that? The jump in Vancouver. Oh, yeah, that was here, right? Yeah, oh. the Vogue Theater. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Take us through the jump. What happened at the jump? Shit. Uh, you know, I, I just got bored. And then, you know, I just climbed up that shit and just jumped. I said, fuck it. You know? <laughs> Little pump at the Vogue Theater. At the Vogue Theater. You do that every night. Will there be a jump tonight? Uh, you know, they ain't never telling what I might do, but I might do it. And you are little pump. Eskada! Jeski, skate! And I have actually a gift for you, a little pump right here. Say no to drugs. Oh, yeah. A kid's coloring book. Oh, and you can sample this for some of your records. This is good because I could barely read, so I like looking at pictures better, you know? It's amazing, the sample, too. Did you meet Smoke Perp when you were nine? When you were nine? Yeah, nine, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And you got kicked out the same day of school as Smoke Perp? Yes. And what yeah. happened there? Yeah. Shit, um, that one, I forgot. I, I haven't been in school in like two years or some shit. So, you know, there's a whole bunch of bullshit, but... Yeah. You also shut down the entire school when you got kicked out. What happened there? You shut down the entire school. Man, we shutting everything down, bitch. We shutting down school shows, all that, bitch. All of that. All that. Eskada! Get it! And I love, little Pump, just winding up here, little Pump, during the No Jumper Tour, yeah. that you pissed at a pump. Little Pump pissed at a pump. Oh, yeah, I did do that, right? On the No Jumper Tour. Yeah, I did take a piss on the pump. That was about to explode. What do you think, Little Pump? There are like 800 Littles on Spotify. There are like 800 Littles now right. on Spotify. 800 Littles, but there's only one Little Pump, and that's me, bitch! And Little Pump, believe it or not, you're in Vancouver right now. Yeah. Escada! Escada! <laughs> Escada! And believe it or not, Aerosmith recorded Pump in Vancouver! Yes, sir, Vancouver! Aerosmith recorded Pump in Vancouver! Yeah, you see, Chain? What did it say? What is the most cash that you've seen in person, Little Pump? I was curious. I've seen a lot of money cash over M's. You know, a couple M's. A couple M's. DJ Carnage. What do you think of DJ Carnage? That's my boy. He calls you obnoxious. Like, how dare he? What do you think about that? He, he really hurt my feelings, man. That shit hurt my feelings when he said that. But, you know. Any comeback for DJ Carnage? Just get out! <laughs> nah, man. Much love for everybody. And um, I got one more thing to say. Get out! Lastly, Little Pump, why should people care about Little Pump? Why should people care? Because how much Little Pumps can it take for a Little Pump to Little Pump? Little Pump. And Little Pump, keep on rocking in the free world and doot-doot-loot-doot. Doot-doot-scare. <laughs>
you're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. You just heard right there some Alan Ravenstein. That is brand new by Alan Ravenstein. Thank you again, Smogville, for sending this me this record. And this was his track, Waiting for the Bomb. And before that, we heard an interview with Little Pump. And before that, we heard some Alan Ravenstein from 1975 with Terminal Drive. So we heard some Alan Ravenstein from 1975, some Little Pump, some Alan Ravenstein from nowadays, 2018 or 2017, Waiting for the Bomb. And now we have on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, coming up, an interview with Logic from Washington, D.C. And to prepare you for Logic, we have this band right here called Harsh. Thank you, Harsh. And we are going to hear the track Shitty News by Harsh. And then we are going to hear the Oot and Oots with I Like It Saucy. Thank you, Oot and Oots, for sending me the track. I like it, Saucy. And then we're going to hear some more negativeness by the band Harsh. So here is Harsh. Here is Harsh with shitty news. And then some oot and oots with I like it, Saucy. And then some more Harsh. And then an interview with Logic on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. say oots over and over again and i think i think i said it correctly i think i said the name correctly i mean oots maybe uh, correct me if i'm wrong but basically the song that i want to play that exemplifies the oot and oots is this track right here called 
Saucy! I like it saucy by the oot and oot. And sour plum, honey mustard, barbecue, hollandaise and mayonnaise, these are just to name a few. I like it saucy. Please make mine saucy, mommy. I like it saucy. Please make mine saucy, mommy. Special chef they call the saucier, who makes delicious sauce like bechamel and velouté. Benoit sauce lyonnaise, Ruiz sauce bourguignon. The saucier is the master of this tasty profusion. I like it saucy. Please take my saucy, mommy. I like it saucy. I dream of a pasta bar with different sauce to choose. Like sauce, he takes his burger dry. No mustard on the bun for him. No ketchup for the fry. And even on his ice cream, he won't take the chocolate sauce. A missing world of flavor. I feel bad for Johnny's loss. No sauce for Johnny. No sauce for Johnny, mommy. No sauce for Johnny. No sauce for Johnny, mommy. But I like it saucy. Please make mine saucy, mommy. In fact, I'll take Johnny's sauce. Triple sauce for me, please, mommy. Thank you. Thank you. Get 
is the reset button on this game that we call life. Cause I don't wanna be here no more, but I don't wanna die. This isn't where I thought I'd be when I was just a kid. I'm trying just to get my reason for it to exist. Who are you? Bobby Tarantino. Logic, welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Thank you. I'm so glad you're saying that to me for the second time. Right off the bat, Logic, I have a quote for you. This, that, J. I have no idea. Dill. Dilla. Okay. Indica. What? Indica. Badu. Badu. Oh, is that the sample? Where's six? Is that the sample? Is that the vibe? Oh, I did. I'm an idiot. You make I'm an idiot. I have so many lyrics in my head, bro. I have like so many songs. Uh, who are you referring to? Who is assembled right here, Logic? Oh, uh, uh oh, just okay. from the left. Okay, we have Monberg, my tour manager, Megan, Ricky, Damian Lamar, Hudson, Justin, Mouth, uh, Maui, Surstar Chris, Mike Holland, uh, uh, Jordan, Noah, Schwai, Six, Bobby Campbell, Jesus, Max, Gerald. There's just like a million people here. Manu. Kyle and uh, and Pepe and Smalls back. There. Everybody's here. And six helped you out. Yeah, six helped me out. Six. With Jay Dilla. And I have a gift for you, Logic, right here for you and six to play on the tour bus a Jay Dilla turntable. Are you? <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. So plan up. Open it up. You can open up the turntable because. Do you play the turntable on the bus? Do you play no, records no, on the bus? Don't, but we I play records at my house, but I, we don't play them on the bus. That's crazy. And also, you could play them on stage. Really? Some oh, Jay Dilla records, and also a Jay Dilla turntable. And I have a gift for you to put on the turntable: an evaporator's record oh, as evaporators, well. Evaporators, because Nardwar, the human serviette, which is also the human napkin, because he absorbs information, is the lead screamer of the evaporators. So thank you very much. Will you sign this after? I, I definitely will. But that is actually a Jay Dilla turntable, a portable turntable for you to play. Thank you. Because you shout out or six shout out yeah. Jay Dilla, and you are law. Logic? Logic. Thank you, Rockville Youth Football League. Oh! Bro! Oh, man. Yo. Okay. Look at his mouth. He's like, all right, moving in. This is my time. This is my moment. Yo, RFL, I was in eighth grade. I needed credits to pass eighth grade, uh, you know, doing like community service and stuff like that. And the Rockville Football League or the RFL is where I went and we would set up the football fields for the kids to play on. And that's where I met Solomon Taylor, you know, my my then mentor, now I'm incredible, awesome day-to-day uh, uh, -day manager. Can you call over here? Yeah, come here. Come on. Come over here. Come on. This is my homie mouth Solomon Taylor aka Solomon what can you say about logic um he's just an incredible talent a savant <laughs> that day you were videotaping football games yeah that's what I was doing <laughs> was, do, do you see Solomon yeah, well, uh, yeah, I saw him after. I saw him after the games, and what he was doing, he used to, like, hustle the, the videos to the parents, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's probably like, I wish you wouldn't use that word, hustle, but, uh, yeah, no, it was it's crazy, and that's how we met, and he taught me about the shocker. Thanks very much, Sullivan, and doo-doo-loo-doo. Doo-doo. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Your godmother, her husband, did he make satellites? Yes, for the government. Oh, my God. That's crazy that you know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bernie. Shout out Bernie and shout out Mary Jo. Um, yeah, he, yeah, he works for the government, and he would uh, he would go. I mean, he's like a machinist, and, and he works with metals and all. I don't know. And your dad was the first. I couldn't believe it. He was the first percussionist for EU. Oh, no fucking way. 
way, bro. How did how did you? Yo, do you know how insane this is, dude? This is crazy that you have this. He's gonna love this. I can't wait to show him this. Oh man! Well, he's gonna see this, so he'll see it. Uh, what can you say about an EU record? What about your dad in EU? Dubbot. What can you say about your dad? He won first place in like the GoGo Awards for the best frontman. Yeah, dude. What can you say about EU? Uh, well, first of all, it's it's even bigger than EU. He played with Chuck Brown. He played all over Chocolate City, which is what we call DC, especially back in the day. And yeah, he's an incredible per, uh, percussionist, but also an amazing singer. He, uh, sometimes, most times, you need your man to go down low. That's my dad. That's pretty gross, but yeah, anyway, I love you. Mighty Pacemaker is in as well. Yeah, bro. What the fuck? This is crazy. What exactly did you do with your dad? You sang with your dad. I did sing with my dad. Yeah, a few times. In car. In what? In car. Car. Sir. Nate. Incarceration. <laughs> you know about that? This is cr Are you talking about the song Incarceration? Yo. All right, man. This is ridiculous at this point that you know this. Yeah, so I had this song. It's actually kind of annoying, Dad. But I had this song that I did in 2010, 2011, and I had it forever. And then my dad found it, and it's had like an open verse on it. And then my dad puts his verse on it and then uploads it on the internet. And I was like, Dad, what the fuck are you doing, man? This song's like 80 years old, but it's all good. It's hilarious. What exactly did you do at Jiffy Loop? <laughs> Uh, well, <laughs> yo, this is great. Um, back when I used to work at Jiffy Lube, um, you know what's funny? I never even got to the level of changing the oil. So I would just do the detail and like fill the tires and all that other stuff. I hated that job. Logic, could you describe your writing room? Ooh, wow. Yeah, my writing room's like one of my favorite places in the world. Um, so you walk in and there's this like super really cool desk that I have and I have all my little collectibles and busts and Futurama signs and then all over um, I've actually commissioned uh, various artists who are fans of mine and they've like taken all my inspirations and painted them on canvases and I have that all around and my piano and a couch and yeah. on your desk you have an LP an LP cover yeah I have a few I have a couple I have um, I have destroyer which is insane which from Vancouver British Columbia Canada, yeah, that's right. And I have a gift for you, Destroyer, from 1998, their second record, City of Daughters. Wow, I don't know about this. Six, do you know about this? You know about this? Oh, I didn't know. What can you see about Destroyer? Like, Logic Reps Destroyer from Vancouver. Yeah, super awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I love you, man. You're the fucking best, bro. Anyway, okay. Um, yeah, so Destroyer is one of my favorites. He's a very um, just eccentric. The style, it's almost like, it's weird because he's singing, but it's almost like he's like just under his breath. And, and it's right on your desk. Yeah, it's right on my desk, and I love it. I absolutely love Destroyer's it. producers, JC, he was especially interested in getting some beats from you. From me? From you. Would you give some beats to Destroyer? Are you kidding? Yeah, from you, because you do beats. Wait, they who? Destroyer's producers. Beats from me? From Logic. Hell yeah, I would do that. Are you serious? Did you know that? They want some beats from you, John Collins. Well, what's good? I got it. I'm going to hit you up. C could you say a message to John? He's the producer of yeah. Destroyer. Well, uh, I love all your work, and yeah, I would love to work together. I don't know why you'd want beats from me. I would take some beats from you, motherfucker. Come on. Logic quote. I am the... Uh, one. I am the... One. I am the gray... 
Oh, I am the greatest. I'm the greatest. Yes. And I have a gift for you, an original Cassius Clay record. Oh, fuck, man. Do you know how cool this is, bro? Do you know how cool this is? From 1963. Dude, do you know how insane it is to be able to, like, make music, have fun, not give a shit what anybody thinks, and then someone you love and respect and revere in their own art, like, really takes the time to do this? This is dope. And you sampled Cassius, didn't you? I did. I sampled Cassius Clay. Yeah, I sampled uh, Muhammad Ali on I Am The Greatest, his vocals, and uh, the gentleman who introduces him when he recites the poem, I Am The Greatest. And it doesn't stop their logic. We also have another gift for you. Black Superman, Muhammad Ali, from 1974 by Johnny Wakelin. Wow, Johnny Wakelin. Well, you mentioned Black Superman in Black... Spider-Man. And I have another gift for you, an actual Spider-Man record from 1974. <laughs> Yo, this is crazy, man. This is amazing. Do you know how fucking cool this is? Look at this. I'm going to be so inspired. So you don't understand. So like you saw some of the vinyls that I keep up. Some of the coolest looking vinyls. Because honestly, I don't think I'm the only one who does this for sure. But like there's people who like I'll buy or even look. I'm sure Six does the same thing. Like based off an, uh, an album's cover. Like if it looks cool, I'll like grab it or want to listen to it or sample it. So this is truly going to inspire me, man. I'm going to set this on my, on my desk when I write my, my movies and my books and stuff. And here we are in Vancouver, B.C., winding up tons of people here watching the interview. Yeah. But one of the people is Six. And Six, could Six come over here? Who is Six? Uh, Six is one of my best friends in the whole wide world and uh, my producer. He produces every mixtape and album I've ever done. Six, who is Logic? Logic is one of my best friends, a uh, great person, great artist, uh, all-around good guy. Now, what I find really interesting is you did the song The, the dream? dream. The Dream. What? The that's, Dream. That's a, that's a throwback right there. That's what, 2011? And in that song, you sampled the incredible bongo band recorded in Vancouver, no Canada. I didn't know that. Did you know that? I did not know that. What can you say about the incredible bongo band sampled by Logic? Yeah, so this is one of like the most iconic breaks. Um, Apache, right? Yeah. Recorded in Vancouver. Recorded in Vancouver. Yeah, and Logic, this is actually one of your favorite breaks probably. Yeah, straight up, period. And also, can we just talk about real quick, this is weird and I'm not trying to be extra sus or anything, but do you remember when we would watch these interviews with Nardwar? And we were like, yo, I can't wait until that's us one day when we watch the Drake and 40. And Drake yeah. was here and 40 was right, right there. And we were like, yo, one day it's going to be us. And now it's us. That's, that's fucking awesome. In Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Yeah, The incredible bongo band. But you also have the song Soul Soul food. And I think it's amazing you sample Clarence Reed, a.k.a. Blowfly. Wow. I think the, were the the drum break maybe on there? Yeah, but Clarence Reed, like, I listen to him, like, normally anyway. But, yeah, he's, he's amazing. I love that the people you sample. Oh, yeah, you because know, you know what it is? Like, that's what hip hop. Like, Clarence Reed, Blowfly, Incredible Pongo Band. We have fun. We enjoy it. And, we, and the great thing about it is, especially when you have amazing people like yourself who ask all the right questions, we then educate the youth and the younger people of where all this music is really coming from. So it's but like. Let's thank Six. Yeah, let's thank let's Six. Thank six. Oh, man. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you for education. No, no problem. I, this, I love it, man. This is amazing. Did Kevin Durant come to one of your beat battles in 2010? He actually did. I, he's he did. there? Yeah. 
I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, it was like outside of Live or Bohemian Caverns, and he was actually walking up the street with Wale. Like I saw him from really? a distance. Yeah, he was super. Shout out Wale. And he was just outside in the street, and this is before like you know anything ever happened. But I met him just like as a fan back then on the street outside of a beat battle. Yeah, that's, I didn't even know that. Damn. Damn, this that's guy. crazy. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Well, thank you, Six, and doot doo loot doo Doot doot. Logic, you are still into Frank Sinatra, though. Rarities. Yeah, 100%. And I have, lastly, a gift to give to you, an American Airlines single from 1987. Yo, this is... Of Frank Sinatra doing Chicago. Wait, so you're telling me they put this out? They put it out. Do you know how rare that is? American Airlines put out a Frank Sinatra record? Him doing Chicago. Chicago, yeah. And that's for you. That's a gift for you. This too? Sinatra rarity. Yo. That's a hug, bro. No, no. <laughs> you are Lodge. You are Lodge. Bob, thank you so much, man. I appreciate this. This is amazing. Anything you want to add to the people out there at All Logic? Um, this is probably the happiest you'll ever see me in an interview because, like, this dude's the best and. I would study him and study and like really like I read all about Wikipedia and how he grew up and everything that he's done so it's amazing and we've been trying to do this for years because it was five years ago and every time I've been here he's been gone or this or that so just I just want to take a moment and thank Nardwire so much for making me so happy. I appreciate you, man. Well, thanks for the kind words. I really appreciate that logic. Keep on rocking in the free world and do do loot do. What? Logic do do loot do. One more time. And logic do do loot do do do. And you're still listening to CITR Radio, the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. You just heard right there an interview with logic. And before that, the band Harsh with negativeness. And before that, the Unuts with I like it saucy. And before that, some more harsh with shitty news. Right now, to end the Nardwar the Human Serviette radio show, here are the sounds of the U.S. Air Force, 1916 to 1960. Blast off the sounds of the U.S. Air Force on the Nardwar the Human Serviette radio show. man's first powered flight in a heavier-than-air machine. The Wright Flyer was airborne for just 12 seconds. Less than 13 years later, during World War I, American airmen were fighting for their lives in the skies over Europe. One of their fighter planes was the Newport 28. Made in France, it had a 160-horsepower engine a top speed of about 130 miles an hour, and was fitted with two 30-caliber machine guns. Listen now, as a 1916 Newport flies by, its guns blazing. One of the great fighter planes of World War II was the North American P-51 Mustang. Its operational ceiling was 30,000 feet at speeds of well over 400 miles per hour. It was the last American propeller-driven fighter to see active service in the Korean War.
Today, the standard fighter of Tactical Air Command of the U.S. Air Force is the F-100 Super Sabre. It can exceed the speed of sound in straight and level flight and may be armed with rockets, cannon or bombs. We hear now an F-100 being started up. The first sound is the mobile starting engine, followed by the familiar rising whine of the jet turbines. Sabre has taxied down to the end of the runway and is now waiting permission from the control tower to take off. 918 clear for takeoff, wind southwest 1-2. All right, the 918-1. waiting for the pilot, Captain Bob Ronker, to bring his Super Sabre hurtling in over the airfield just above ground level at over 600 miles an hour. As the plane passes overhead, Captain Ronker pulls the stick back into his stomach and stands the fighter on its tail. He streaks into the sky straight up and cuts in the afterburner for extra climbing power. He cuts it out on reaching desired altitude and is by then no more than a speck in the blue above. As he finally disappears, we hear Captain Ronker's voice. The microphone inside the pilot's oxygen mask picks up the sound of his breathing. supersonic speed. My supersonic boom will hit you before you hear the sound of my aircraft going over. I'm now turning in for my pass at 10,000 feet and will dive slightly to pick up airspeed. My airspeed is uh, now 700 miles per hour. 750. 
800. I'm now stabilized at uh, well over 800 uh, miles per hour at Mach 1.2. The supersonic boom should hit you in just a few seconds. The sonic boom is caused by the air being suddenly split apart by the plane and then rushing together again. As a contrast in sizes of aircraft, let's listen now to six giant B-52 stratofortresses flying by in close formation. There were dangers in flying the Newports of World War I. There are dangers in flying today's supersonic aircraft. Here, the pilot of an F-102 Delta Dagger is in trouble. His jet engine has stopped and he can't restart it. The pilot needs assistance and as fast as possible. Mayday is the pilot's emergency call for help. One five triple seven. Yeah, I read, read me on guard channel, over. One five triple seven. Demon here on guard channel. Copy over. Roger, Demon. One five triple seven. We just had a flame out. Um, somewhere north of of Crestview. Estimate about fifty miles. Squawking emergency. Have me on a weapon. All right, just pick up an emergency squawk that time. Uh, your pigeon's in the home plate. Uh, snap vector 185 degrees. What is your prison altitude? Yeah, yeah. Triple seven, are we? Roger, Demon. One five, triple seven. I'm down to 20,000 feet. I'm trying to get an air start now. Stand by. I'm trying to hang in the Roger, triple seven, we have you under good radar contact here. Demon, you need not answer. Uh, give me your altitudes in 5,000 increments on the way down. We'll see if we can get you into field three or field one, if possible, uh, nearest field two. You over, do you? This is Demon here. Are you VFR at the present time? Over. Uh, Roger, Demon. Doesn't look like I won't be able to make it. The start ignition switch doesn't seem to work. Looks like I'm gonna have to leave it. What's my pigeons now, please? Yeah, your pigeons in now are still at 185. Now you're dropping down to 32. What is your present altitude, Demon, here? Roger, right, down to 10,000. I'm gonna have to leave it, Demon. Go in there and I'll pull it off you. Uh, one out. Triple seven is Demon here. Uh, I think you got glide, uh, glide distance enough here to make uh, field three. Uh, do you have a visual on it? Is it too long, over? Negative demon can't make it. I'm gonna leave it this time. You got my position. All right, sketch your position. We'll have air sea rescue is already notified. We'll have them pick you up, over. All right, you're blowing the canopy now. Good day. The pilot ejected himself. A cannon shell blew him, seat and all, out of the cockpit, and he parachuted to safety. <laughs> 